I know I need to size up with you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy among men And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? We are back after a long uh, break there. Sorry about Hibernation. that. <laughs> yeah. Hibernation. But we're back. We're back. We're back to talk wrestling. This is the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. Uh, yes, sir. So, like we always do, we're going to get right into the action. we got a lot to talk about after these last couple of weeks. We're going to try to break it down into the hottest topics that happened uh, so far these last couple of weeks with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, so to start things off, we're going to start off with Raw as usual. And uh, the biggest thing, we, we can't skip past this. The biggest thing is going to be Roman Reigns' return uh, back. Uh, he had, has a, you know, been dealing with a bout with cancer, uh, leukemia. You know, we know his, his, the general story of it, 11 years. Uh, he's, yep. been, he's been dealing with that and fighting it. He returned. And, uh, you know, he's been gone for, for a while now. And then just this past Monday, uh, surprise return, came back to a great ovation. And you told everybody that he's in remission. So yeah. you know, the big dog is officially back, it sounds like. We don't know when he'll have his first official match back, but he already was in, the, went, was in action a little bit on Raw, helping out uh, his buddy Seth Rollins, who was helping out his former buddy, maybe buddy Dean Ambrose again. We'll find out more about that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great moment overall. I mean, when, when I first heard about Roman Reigns, you know, his just – him revealing that he had cancer, you know, I, I was real emotional about it, you know, yeah, really kinda, I, and, and I was, I shouldn't say I was surprised by it because I'm a human being and he's a human mm -hmm. being, you know, it's just like, you know, when you hear something like that about somebody like it, it's, it's just natural to be like emotional feel for them. But, you know, I wasn't the biggest Roman Reigns fan as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I was, I was one of those guys. I was like, man, you know, Roman Reigns was, why is he getting this push? Like there's so many other people that should be getting the push. And I was just about like, you know, please let somebody else get a shot, you know, but when he announced that, it's like wrestling just went away. And I just thought about Roman, the person, the man, like, yeah. you know, this is just, you don't want to see that happen to anybody. Like cancer is, is, cancer sucks, you know, just, just straight up. So, you know, to see him come back and to, to you know, hear that he's in remission, like it was, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, just, just perfect way to start off raw, just getting that great news. And that was just, it was, it was just amazing thing. So I'm, I'm happy for Roman and, you know, it's just it's just a great thing to hear. So what, what were your thoughts, Devin, on on the, the Roman Reigns' uh, return? This was a great feel-good moment. Uh, it put a smile on my face. Like you, man, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. And, you know, like you, you know, when he first came out and, and announced about his cancer, you know, even before that, you, you heard the crowd, they just booing him. And then when he announced, it was like, hold on, what? Wait? And everybody just dropped and you saw the reactions on the fans. And that's how I basically felt. You know, I was yeah. like, man, this is, forget about 
you know, Roman Reigns, you know, this is Joe now. And, you know, and, and I love that promo. It, that was Joe. That wasn't a Roman Reigns promo. That was a Joe promo. And he connected with the crowd, which I love. And I think he finally connected with the crowd because it was something he he put more of himself into. It wasn't the Roman Reigns, you know, believe that, you know, it, it was the Joe, you know, we uh, basically, you know, run this yard now. Uh, so that was my thoughts, man. It, it, you know, it was a lovely, feel-good moment. Put a smile on my face. Put a smile on my daughter's face. And I love stories like this, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Now, I would be remiss to not mention the little bit of murmurs that I, I, I don't know. I, I've been hearing people kind yeah, of say this. Yeah, I already know where you're going with this. You, yeah, where. I, some people are out there saying, well, is this potentially a work by the WWE? You know, is this, you know, kind of made up? You know, is is Roman Reigns just using this or is WWE just using this to help get Roman Reigns over? Now, we, again, I can't just skip over that. So my thoughts on it is this. It would be my I 100 percent believe that Roman Reigns has cancer or had cancer and is in remission. And is is that that this whole thing is real? So that is my standpoint on this. Mm-hmm. Um, if this were a situation where it was a work, it would be the worst decision that that the WWE and that Roman Reigns has ever made, and that would pretty much be the end of a lot of people, and maybe myself to a point included, uh, in terms of just like being a fan of the WWE and watching wrestling. Like it, it would just be it would be over with, and because of that. I don't think the WWE would be that just desperate for ratings or that desperate for, you know, to turn to get Roman Reigns over in order to use this to try to to try to, you know, basically fake this whole thing just to make that happen, just to get that kind of attention. It wouldn't be worth the risk for them to do that, you know, and, and so for me. It just it makes it a non-issue. Like I don't even I, I'm not worried about it potentially being a, a work at all because it just doesn't make a make much business sense if this comes out and it was it it people find out that it was a work it would just it would destroy the business. So yeah, you know exactly. I, so for me it would just make no sense. So I just felt like it just needed to be addressed. That you know just my general thoughts on on those rumors that I've been hearing about um, this potentially being a work. Yeah, you know, real quick, whoever thought, whoever you know, thought about these rumors, you know, I don't know what type of human being you are. You think legitimately, you think, oh, this is a work, really? You know, I, first of all, I come from the cor- corporate world. Like you said, this would be a, a bad business move. Stock would go down. They, they come on, they're a public traded company. They are not gonna mess this up. Yeah. So you know, and then you know, Roman Reigns, it, it, he has his reputation. He's not gonna do that to himself, not to his family. When he had his family out there, he had the right. Rock mom out there too, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you got all all those things, it, it, come on, just just use simple logic here. It's that's it. Don't don't try go. to think about trying to be this hardcore co- conspiracy theorist or something like that. It, it, this is a legitimate feel good story, and just let it be for 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 what it is, basically, man. A feel good story. Exactly, and we'll leave it at that. All right. So the the next thing, the probably the next biggest thing that's going going on right now on Raw would be the women's Raw Women's Championship situation um, with. 
basically right now, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte with yes. Becky Lynch kind of continuing to voice her displeasure or, you know, <laughs> you show her displeasure with, uh, you know, <laughs> in any way that Man. she can. Dude, um, Becky gives zero Fs right now. Suspend right. me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we last spoke, one of the things that we talked about was the potential for a triple threat match versus a one-on-one match between, you know, Becky and Ronda or adding Charlotte into the matchup. Um, now, neither one of us wanted this to turn into a triple threat, but we did discuss the the potential and maybe that this is where, that mm-hmm. this, that was where things were going. Now, it looks pretty clear to me that that's what's going to happen, that it's going to oh, yeah. be a triple threat, that Charlotte's just in now. And as no, a matter no of fact, what it's starting to look like is Charlotte might actually get awarded this belt, according to what she said on SmackDown, that, she, <laughs> that he's going to go to Vince and say, hey, make me champion because Ronda, so we should talk about it a little bit. Ronda Rousey, she, after her match, her latest match with the Riot Squad, it was her and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, she, that, well, Becky Lynch showed up again. And uh, there was a little bit of a, a, a brawl that happened again. And Ronda Rousey said, you know what? Enough is enough. You know, I'm calling out Vince. I want Vince out here. We need to settle this. We need to finish, fix this right now. Um, Vince did not show up. It was Stephanie. So yeah. Ronda told Stephanie, basically, put reinstate Becky, put her in the match. I want her in the match. It just went straight to it, basically calling for a triple threat. And Stephanie did not go with it. Uh, and Ronda Rousey basically dropped the title, said, you know, it's time for Vince to make the right decision. So she laid the title at Stephanie's feet uh, and left and walked out. So um, here, here's my general thought on, on what's going on so far. I think the fans have an idea where things are going. Like, it's, it's just, it's pretty clear to most of us that this is what they want. That this yeah. is what the, that Vince wants and what the WWE is trying to, to do. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the, I don't know if drawing this out any further past this week would be the right way to go about this, since we all know it's kind of getting to a point where okay, like, like just 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 call it, just make it happen already is kind of where I'm where I feel about it. Because now I don't know if if it's starting to lose a little bit more of its luster. This match, like I want to get to the point where we're building it up and we're just getting excited about the match we're gonna see versus this whole like well. You know, Becky's out, Charlotte's in. Well, now Ronda's out. So who, like in a roundabout way, they're finding a way to try to make building to that match or getting to that match interesting. But in all the confusion, I feel like it's just, it might be actually doing the opposite a little bit where we're all smart enough to know that's probably where we're going to end up anyway. So it would be better to me if the WWE just decided, hey, let's just call this what it is. This week on Raw, it's going to be Becky. It's going to be Charlotte. It's going to be Ronda triple threat match and then we can start really you know having you know the promos cutting against one another so that we can just get more excited about that matchup because have a proper build to wrestlemania exactly exactly that's what i'm missing right now that's what i'm missing right now so i think it's time to get to that i think that's what raw is missing right now uh is a proper well maybe with seth and uh brock lesnar but besides that man where where is the proper builds to WrestleMania. Right. Right. We're we're not getting that. And you know, Fastlane is the next pay-per-view up, but there's no matchup for Ronda at at Fastlane. Or there wasn't, and even and now she dropped the belt, so we don't even know what what you know they're gonna go and do for Fastlane, if anything, 
with with these three women. So um, I think it's it's time to just start building that because this is going to be in my the way I look at it. This has to be the main event, the last match, right? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, prime matchup of WrestleMania. So if you're going to do that, now is the time to start really building that up and and getting people really excited about it. So exactly. yeah, I think the time is just let's just let's just cut to it. You know, we've had the, the 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 fun of you know having Becky come out and just be a badass, and you know that's been awesome to see. The visual of her getting taken away by the cops was cool. You know, and her saying like, "Hey, watch those hands. Those are the hands that hold up the women's title." Like, I love that. You know, and that's great. <laughs> um, now I just want Becky to just like be able to cut like true in ring promos against both of these women, and vice versa for for the other two. And just like, yeah, let's just properly build this thing up to get to get to that show, that main show. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. Okay. Well, with the whole, you know, with the whole triple threat, you know, I was, you, you know, I heavily voiced my opinion against that. Yes, yes. But as the weeks went on, as we did not do our weekly uh, <laughs> podcast, I guess I wasn't able to go on with my ranting every week uh-huh. about this, and I got got to see the bigger picture and I guess my meatheadness went away and then logic came in. I'm like, you know what? This actually does make sense. Charlotte does need to be in the triple threat. You know what I'm saying? Just not name alone based, even based off her promo, not from last Tuesday, but the week before. Yeah. That basically I'm like, you know what? Off that promo, she deserves to go to be in the main event, man. Yeah. She she she's the queen. Let her do her thing. She has great chemistry with Becky Lynch, with Ronda, uh, and I think they'll I think they'll they could have a, a all star match, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only thing only thing I'm worried about right now is just where is Ronda's character going, man. Mm. Uh, Say more about that. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it, it seems like she's she's playing a, a character, like she's mm. not putting herself into it. Because right now, currently, if you was to go in the Twitter universe, Rhonda and Becky are having a Twitter beef heavy right now. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Becky said to Rhonda, but I'm looking at right now, Becky, I'm looking at Rhonda's uh rebuttal to Becky's Twitter, and it says F word, you mean fake? Fake like your nonsensical BS armbar that doesn't even work. That just look like you you're holding a dick which you wish you had. <laughs> Man, and I'm like, what? But it even gets better because Becky actually responded to that, and and she has a picture of she has a picture. Becky posted a picture of putting Becky Lynch in that uh not Becky Lynch uh putting Ronda in that armbar few weeks ago in raw no yeah. not a few weeks ago uh survivor series back yeah. in survivor series and she used that picture and she said huh it does look exactly like one now that now that you mentioned it and she's using ronda rousey's husband's picture as like to represent the tip of you know <laughs> wow. wow dang and i'm like why cannot we, we we can't get this? 
Well, on I TV. Mean, well, I get that. No, that, well, that well, yeah, but they can't <laughs> clean it up and and make it more real. Like you can clean this up and make it like, man, is it real? Is it not? I, I want to know because yeah. it's that's the type. That's what I want from Ronda. I don't want this. You know, you're you're flubbing over your your words because they're yeah. giving you like a, a two page script. 10 minutes before you go out in the ring that doesn't work for you give her bullet points make it make it feel real give her something to get mad about man yeah not that i didn't i didn't buy that like really that's what ronda would do just drop the belt like that like if you're not gonna get your i I, I didn't i didn't i actually liked her dropping the belt at her feet because she said you're just making this a prop you know that this doesn't matter if we're not gonna have like the this match that make this match happen with Becky. Like I, there was something about it. I think probably what lost you is what lost me is the fact that when she was speaking, she just kind of like, it seemed like she was rushing through it, you know, yes. she just needed to take a breath and kind of just get, let the words come out naturally. It's more than half her promos though. Right. Right. It's getting to a point. Yeah. Where you're starting to notice it becoming more of a trend where mm-hmm. she's just kind of like, you know, trying to speed through all of these lines versus it just feeling more natural. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've talked to people about that, too, with, with Rhonda, and I think the general uh, consensus is she just needs to take a breath and calm down, and it, and it just keeps happening. So I don't know what the – what if they need – if someone back there is just not telling her to do that or if Ronda – I don't know. I think the more natural Rhonda can be and the, the, just, the more she takes her time, it'll sound better, but – you're you're the Twitter beef. I guess that'll have to be the substitute yeah. for that. For now. And I just found out the reason why Rhonda uh, basically rebuttaled to Becky like that because Becky got on her about her promo skills. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, there there's certain feuds I can remember that had that feeling that I think you're you're talking about. Like when we when you look back at Roman Reigns and John Cena, for instance, you mm-hmm. know, and John Cena was calling him out on TV about his promo, like, hey, it's a promo kid, you're gonna have to learn to do this. Like <laughs> right there on television, I yeah. mean clowning him. And you could see or even Roman CM Punk kind of with Triple H, man, when he came out and called him by his real name, like, nah, this between uh Phil Brooks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain there's certain ones where there's just so much. I think what helps those situations is that there's a lot of real heat or real tension between those two guys one way or another whether it's, you know, with Roman and Cena, there's they they are so similar and people see them as as Roman as the next Cena at that time, right? So, yep. you know, for those two guys to cut those kind of promos against each other and more specifically Cena on Roman, it wasn't it wasn't just wrestling. It was like the crowd is saying, yeah, he's he's right. You know, this yeah. is something we've all felt about Roman. Or, <laughs> you know, with CM Punk, it's just like, yeah, that's that's true to CM Punk, man. Like he's not yeah. a uh, a company guy. You know, he's more of a I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Paul to his face how I feel yeah. about him. Yeah, this so, is between Paul Lebeck and Phil Brooks. I was like, right. Whoa. <laughs> like that, is this that, is this did this get real real quick? Like I mean, CM Punk, <laughs> if we're gonna bring him up. You can't forget when CM Punk said, I you know, I it would be better, the WWE would be better when Vince McMahon is dead. 
Yeah. Like that line really, yeah. I, I was like, okay, when they cut his mic, I believed it. I, I believed did too. I remember that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, was that supposed to happen? That probably like, was not supposed <laughs> to happen the way it happened. Because <laughs> you hear stories about CM Punk, like, just take getting scripts and tearing them up. And yeah. Saying, I'm not yep. doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. So I think Rhonda needs to get to that point where she can, you know, have that confidence to say no. Forget the script. I, I know what I'm going to say, and I'm just going to go out there and say it. Yeah, um, and then kill it, and kill it, and take a breath, and just deliver it. Just like be, you know, just 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 try to be as natural as possible. And she has it in her. There's times, there's moments where she'll say some things, and you're like, man, okay, like I'm with that. But yeah, when she gets into these long scripted, you, you know, diatribes about whatever, you're like, what? What is she really talking about? Like what it means to be a champion? Those sometimes I'm like. Ah, I, I start to get there, but then when she start when she really gets into it, I, I she loses me, you know, and then she starts stumbling. And I'm like, man, I don't know. This doesn't feel really it doesn't feel real. So yeah. But um yeah, so so that that's going on. I mean, and like you said, more <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Twitter beat because I was not following it on Twitter. So now uh, I'm yeah. gonna have to go yeah. and myself a favor and, and check it out because <laughs> Yeah, I'm new to Twitter. You know, I'm usually not a you know, I'm not into all the social networks, but since we were starting our podcast, you know, I'm like, yeah. what Twitter is all about. I'm like, going on. yeah, <laughs> it's real out there in Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll do a Twitter update next week on, on right. this side. <laughs> Where that goes. All right. So let's let's move on to the next one. So that the uh, another topic, another hot topic on uh, on Raw has been the Boston Hug Connection and their their title reign uh, as it's just started as women's tag team champions first mm-hmm. ever they won an mm-hmm. elimination chamber and um i mean just one thing that i that i do love about what i'm seeing right now is that they're gonna and they mentioned it but they actually showed up on nxt and they were saying hey you know we're gonna be defending these on all three shows and you know they they, they so nxt is gonna be a part of that too so i love that about it yes. um yeah it's just it was uh, going back to Elimination Chamber. It was a great moment for them to win it. And just seeing them every week on Raw, you know, I'm real excited for for them. I'm really happy it's them because we talked about, you know, the the potential of other women potentially winning it and being the first ones instead of Sasha and Bailey, even though Sasha and Bailey were the favorites. Yeah. So I'm glad that the WWE decided, hey, let's have it be them for the for to be the first ones. Right. Uh, we went with the fan favorite. So that was good. Yeah, that was a good decision. That was the right decision to me. Um, so now it's okay. How's, how's this title reign going to go? And I'm, I'm actually curious how long this, this reign is going to last because, uh, I think it was Nia Jax that brought it up. And I, I always think about this when it comes to Sasha. Uh, yeah. Sasha has never successfully defended a championship while she's been on the main roster. Facts. <laughs> so they're supposed to fight at fast lane. I'm hoping that. Sasha can break the streak, you know, with yes. Bailey's help yes. at Fastlane. Yes. But there's a part of me that really feels nervous that they're going to lose. You yeah. know, that they're going to right away. Yeah. Nia and Tamina are going to just just beat them because that's the trend. And um, I'm glad Nia said that, though. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of put a little, little, little bit more into the story uh, yeah. or rivalry, what they're going to have, which I like, man, because now when they have that match, it's like, it's like, man, it's Right, she could lose. She never really successfully defend a title, not once. So yeah, not yeah. once, not <laughs> one time. She would win, and it's funny too because she would always win the women's championship on Raw, 
And then the first pay-per-view, she would defend it. And usually it was Charlotte, I believe, during that time. Yeah. She would lose at the pay-per-views, but yeah. then win on Raw. Yep. And yeah, here we go. I mean, she finally she won at a, at a pay per view finally at Elimination Chamber. Um, but then yeah, the defense. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Be determined. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, any what? Any thoughts on on the the title reign so far? Or just the fact that Boston Hut Connection are champions from your side. Uh, I love Boston Hut uh, Connection, and matter of fact, I love that Elimination Chamber match. Uh, yeah. that was a, a damn good match. I loved the final two between Sonic Deville and uh, Manny, Rose. Manny Rose, and that Manny Rose has definitely improved in the ring, man. I she love that. Yeah, that, man, I, that knee, that high that. knee. Oh my yeah. god, man! She yeah. she she's on it now. She she's yep. on the money with that, man. Yep. So I, I definitely I will say, real quick, not to yeah. not to divert us too much, but it's funny that her and Tommaso Ciampa have the same. Finisher. Yes. I, yes. I was about to <laughs> yeah. I realized you know that what? it looks more impressive. I put that oh in my, my notes. God. It looks more impressive coming from Manny Rose. Exactly. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Compared to, to Tommaso, man. Oh my goodness. When I saw it, 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 it I was like, oh man. I was thinking to you immediately. I was like, oh, Devin's gonna go in on this when I bring it up. <laughs> gonna go in. <laughs> recap on a previous podcast we talked about how Tommaso Ciampa's finisher is just the fairy tale ending is not as impressive because he's not a he's not a big guy he's not a heavyweight mm-hmm. and so you know he's Devin's been talking about he should probably get something else or do something he just that finisher doesn't suit him now I I I enjoy the finisher I don't have a problem with the finisher I think it, it actually to me it does look impressive because you know he's holding up big guys and the bigger the guy I think the more impressive it'll be in terms of his opponent and the guy that he has to carry. Now, seeing Mandy Rose do it, it hasn't changed my thought on Tommaso doing it. I just think it's hilarious <laughs> that they're both doing it and Devin is in my, my head and I'm thinking to myself like, wow, like this is, this is, this is going to be funny. So you believe Mandy Rose looks more impressive doing that move yes. than Tommaso Ciampa does. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes. All right. It All looks right. more impressive coming from Manny Rose doing that move, doing a power move like that. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to take the easy way out and say they both look impressive doing the move. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what I'm That's my stance right now, and I'm sticking to it. All right, man. That's fair enough. Oh, I'm not going to do a rebuttal or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I won't doubt I won't doubt if one of them changes that their finisher in the next six months. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tommaso Ciampa. I was about to say that, Tommaso. How long do you think before they drop his last name? Oh, man. (laughs) Man. We just want to wait before we talk about the... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, NXT is coming. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. So we're going to move on. The next thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, is Finn Balor's title reign. So the last time we talked, um, Finn Balor was getting ready to fight Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in the Elimination Chamber for the Intercontinental Championship. And I don't think either one of us thought that Finn was going to win that match. Or I, I don't know if we really even discussed it that much. But my my standpoint, I'll just speak for myself right on this one, that I, I just did not think that they were going to give Finn the Intercontinental Championship at this pay-per-view in that type of match. Um, but they did. And I was shocked. I literally watched the Elimination Chamber. I was I was stunned. If I didn't watch the kickoff, I would have I would have been stunned. But if you watch the kickoff, they pretty much alluded to the fact that Finn was gonna win. 
Okay. See, I don't. I didn't. I didn't see the kickoff. I didn't see the kickoff. Yeah. Well, what was yeah. about it? Why, why yeah. do you? Why well, do you do that? Because they were kept on saying, like, man, you know, if Finn pins Leo, he could actually become intercontinental. They kept on saying it. <laughs> <laughs> like they burned that thought into, and then the minute when you saw it, it happened. It, I was like, oh wow, they actually did it. It wasn't. Oh. I wasn't like my mouth dropped. It wasn't like pure shock surprise. It was. I was just. I was just laughing because they actually. I'm like, really, you guys in the pre-show alluded to the fact that this can happen. And it actually did. Man. So it, yeah, spoiler it was like alert. a spoiler. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. I mean, so. I guess that that does bring up an interesting point. Leo Rush's run so far to me in in uh, WWE has been kind of interesting because when he first was announced that he was going to be showing up on NXT, there was there was some hype around Leo because of his mm-hmm. work on the indie scene. You know, mm-hmm. just young, fast, like hyper athletic superstar. And then you know he was on Two Hundred Five Live. It really wasn't much going on there. Um, ever since he's been on the main roster, he's been they, the joke has been you know he looks like a little kid. And they really kind of treat him as if when he's in there with anybody, he has no business being in the ring with any of them. But I, I feel like that's the wrong way to go with, with him because of how talented he is, that he needs to be treated as if, you know, he's maybe the next Rey Mysterio. Right? Oh, that hold on. Next- so you're saying that's how they're booking him right now? They're booking him like they, that he's nothing? Well, I'm saying like leading up to this point, leading up to this point, when you take his matchup with, you know, Elias and then his matchups with Finn early on, not before this past week, before this okay. week, okay. You know, they've been kind of building Leo as if he's just this kid who just does not belong in the ring with anybody because he's just so small and everybody else is just, they're, they're going to overpower him and they're going to be better than him. And so in this situation, I'm I'm thinking to myself when when the – handicap match came that this would be a situation where they wouldn't want to go that route where they would maybe give leo a little bit more respect with uh and and saying okay if he's with bobby lashley he's they're gonna win and just to show like not not to i guess completely bury the idea that leo rush can hang in the ring with anybody and so you know for me that's why i'm thinking there's no way there's no way that that Finn Balor is going to win because they, they've got to have some kind of respect for what Leo Rush can do. And then mixing that with Bobby Lashley's power, like that's just, it yep. just should not happen. Um, now to your point with the way you just said it, then it would have, I, I probably would have seen it. I probably would have seen the writing on the wall that, yeah, they, this is Leo Rush is going to, is going to be the reason why they lose. Um, so it was, it, I was shocked and I was happy for Finn. Part of me was really kind of disappointed for Leo. And I'm thinking, okay, though, well, this is, that should be it. That should be it for Leo. Bobby just is going to throw him aside, and that's just going to be the end of Leo Rush. Now, going into last week's uh, Raw, it was it was nice to 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 see Leo have a more um, even matchup, I would say, and more respectable matchup yes. with Finn Balor, to where he yep. took him to a limit. You know, he injured his his knee, and you know was getting technical with them and showcased more of what Leo Rush can do. And yes. so now I think they're heading in the right direction with Leo, like actually showing him to be maybe a guy who actually had a proper him. match. Right. He had a proper match. He's, he could fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Like Finn Balor said, yeah, why don't, I think you deserve the shot and gave him a shot. And, and Leo Rush had a great, a, a solid match. I won't say great match, but it was for me, it was from, the, from up to this point, he hadn't had a match like that. 
Yeah. And I was real happy to see see him get his his shine uh, finally, you know, in, in on the main roster. So that was that was good. That was good. Um, so, yeah, for now, off of that a little bit and going back to Finn Balor, um, I'm real happy that Finn has got a belt. I think it's about time that he finally got a belt. This is the first belt that he's had since being universal champion for like less than 24 hours. So yes. it's great <laughs> to see him finally get a, uh, the belt and, and, you know, hold on to it. And, and just, it just looks great on him. Um, I hope he has a long reign. I hope he, you know, can just take that intercontinental championship back to where like Seth Rollins and some of these other guys had it to where you're, you're looking forward to that, that intercontinental championship match. And, so do you uh, think Finn would care, hold on to that belt until WrestleMania? I don't see why not, but. I do. I do. I hope so. You know, my, my thought is that he would and then he would successfully defend it no matter who he's going against at WrestleMania um, is, is my thought. OK. And who does he defend it against? Will it be Bobby Lashley? Will it be Lee? Or I, I don't know, man. Like I would say C. <laughs> Option C, whoever that is. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't think it would be uh, Bobby, and I don't think it's going to be Leo. I think, actually, the way this is going, Bobby and Leo probably are going to start feuding with each other eventually. Um, I don't know how soon that will happen, but it just seems like maybe that's what they're building towards. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to see Finn versus Bobby Lashley. I don't care to see that match. I'd rather see Finn go against somebody new, give somebody else a shot. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I'm, I don't know. They're not clearly building anybody specific for that yet. So I'm not sure who that would be. But uh, hopefully we get a clear clear idea after Fastlane. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm hoping that Finn gets a long, a long reign, man. At least, you know, at least go past WrestleMania. WrestleMania, please. yeah, nope. at least, yeah. <laughs> Let's at least make it there. Um, <laughs> so that, that's my my thoughts on Finn. Any Any added thoughts on Finn so far? Uh, what I like about Finn, man, dude, he he's so charismatic. He's he always got that big smile with the leather jacket. Come out, says it's been a while since he had one of these. I love that little line he had, uh, with this promo with uh Alexa, yep. and even the the promo with uh how he kind of turned it around against Leo because you know Leo's intentions were to get another match with Bobby Lashley, but. You know, basically, Finn Balor just kind of twists his words like, oh, you're coming here for a match for yourself? Okay, I think you do deserve a match. (laughs) It's it's crazy because Leo is kind of, you know, it's kind of subtle. He had this little confused look like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? Yeah. So it was was funny how uh, Finn was playing to that, man. And and the match itself was was damn good. Leo Rush, man, he he I love that they showcase his skills, man. Yeah. And like I said, that was a proper match that he, that he needed right there. And I think Finn was the, the perfect guy uh for him. So uh hopefully Leo, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't care for a Bobby Lashley or a Leo. I can't even b- believe that. I think Bobby was just crushing. Like I yeah, maybe he I think his speed and maybe you know break down his legs, but I, I don't know. I think Bobby would clearly beat him. They would have they would book him to to win the match, but I think they would just so that there's some kind of closure to their their partnership. Mm-hmm. I think that's just where it would have to go at least for one match. I don't know if it would be a pay per view match, but you know one matchup between the two of them just to kind of settle the settle the score a little bit. Um, 
I think would be would be necessary at some point because if you just have them drift apart, the only thing I could see is maybe Leo Rush going back to two hundred five live, and then that's it. But I wouldn't want no. that to happen. His personality you know? is too big for two hundred five. I think that's why Vince saw that in him, and or and he made or that. Jump. Maybe he's perfect for it in that way. He's the kind of guy that can help elevate two hundred five. Like maybe two hundred five doesn't have enough people like Leo Rush. That's that's, that's another way I kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Because um, they just got rid of uh, – they they released um, – oh, what's his name? Uh, Hito uh, Tommy. Yep, they, they released him. So there's there's openings there for sure, you know, on 205 Live. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I would – I think for me what I would love to see is for Leo to stay on Raw and maybe, you know, still compete on 205 Live to do both and like some of the guys would do um, earlier on. But um, – yeah, if I had to choose, I would say I'd rather Leo Rush stay on Raw and then maybe, you know, had a, a run at Finn Balor or just a, just a nice little run on, on Raw for a while before even considering putting him back on 205 Live. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I think that's going to cap it for this little Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush segment here. So the uh, one, well, actually, impromptu, I didn't have this written down, but uh, I remember you mentioning that you weren't a fan of the moment of bliss that Alexa Bliss does, right? Am I right about that? The mo- you talking about the the moment of bliss TV show she does? The TV show she does, right? Oh yes, yes. I'm not a fan of that. You're not like, a fan. Okay. No, 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 no. I figure it is a waste of her. It's a waste of her gifts, man. She she mm. should be doing constructive promos. Talking about what she's gonna do in the women's division instead of just having these, I don't know, half-ass promos with uh, with the main roster that I don't see the reason you're interviewing them for. Like, what was the purpose for Finn Balor? I get it, you know, he's the Intercontinental Champion, but still. Now, the way I see it is it it's interesting what they're doing with with her and I. Being that in this era of the, the WWE, right, we're we're moving women into a point where we're seeing them more as wrestlers and not like we did back in the day when they were more seen as just like sex objects, really. Yeah. You know, like there were bra and panties matches, you know, and pillow fights and all of that. And there was a there was a distinct like there's there's an attempt, an effort right now to really, really go away from that. But with Alexa recently, I feel like it's kind of um, they're, they're kind of blurring those lines a little bit with her almost to try to have a little bit of the attitude era way around how they looked at women still there. Um, and I, and I, I guess it's kind of confusing what the message it what message that sends when you have Alexa being used in the way that she is right now. Like there was the that moment with the awkward moment in her locker room where she was half naked that she got caught, you know, on camera, you know, for that yeah. brief moment. Um, and then, away from the door. <laughs> right, right. And then even, you know, with uh, with Finn Balor, when she was talking about her abs, like, you show me the abs, I'll show you. And then she got cut off. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like it's 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 kind of weird for the WWE to, to do that with her. If you're really trying to push the women in this certain direction, I wonder how much Alexa is is like pushing to maybe go that route. Like if if this is her idea, because I don't want to just. I guess disregard the idea that maybe it's Alexa who wants to do this and it's not just written for her to do this. And she's just like, you know, not wanting to do it, but just doing it because she wants yeah. to be a company woman. I so, thought this was something written for her because she was on the shelf because of her injury with the concussions. 
Right. And when she said she was coming back for the elimination chamber, I'm like, cool. No more of that talk show. And then here we go again with the talk show. Right. And, and, and I'm like lost. I'm like, so what are we like? Is it some is it a way to keep her relevant somehow? But it's other ways to keep her relevant besides doing a, a weekly talk show. I guess my feeling on it is I don't mind the weekly talk show as a way to both have the fans, like you said, as a way to keep her relevant and then also kind of highlight some of the other superstars. I guess I just think that if we're going to be moving to this direction of, you know, or continue this progress that we've made with, with the women of WWE being seen more as wrestlers on the same level as the men, then the way that you have Alexa kind of, you know, talking and, and showing, you know, herself at, at these, at during the moment of bliss, I think that maybe needs to get tweaked a little bit. Um, just if you to send that clear message, because right now I think the message is getting a little bit blurred every time she shows up, you know, as to where are we going back to the attitude era with some of this stuff? And are the women on board with that? Because the general message from all the women is that that era is dead and it's done, yeah. but not according to what we're saying with Alexa Bliss. So, yeah, I, I feel a little bit confused by by the way that they're using her. But I don't I don't disagree with them having her do the show as a way to keep her on the show if maybe because here's the thing, we she she was able to wrestle at at um the uh the the Rumble. She was in it and she hasn't wrestled since then. So I don't know if maybe there was a setback and they're not talking about it or what. Um so we don't know, but I, I, I think there's a way to successfully have her be a part of this show. Like when she announced the, the tag team titles on the moment of bliss, right? The women's tag team titles. That was yep. awesome. It, like, was. That was an awesome it was. So for her to be kind of like giving us breaking news like that, like the, of that magnitude every time she shows up, like I think that would be really cool for Alexa to just be like, okay, Alexa Bliss shows up. Oh, man, she should have, she's about to announce something crazy right now. So that would be cool. And it doesn't have to be every week. It could just be when you have something big to, to, to unveil, it's happening on a moment of bliss, and, and period. Like, that's the only reason why we would use the moment of bliss is to give us some, some you know, really big news that's going to just blow us away. So right now, though, if it's just, hey, she's going to flirt with Finn or she's going to flirt with EC3, yeah, and it it just diminishes her character overall. Yeah, like, what is her character like? Is she just what? Oh, I'm just horny on the time. So when I see hot guys, I'm gonna hit on them. That that's what it's turning into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And we just yeah. straight to it. That is exactly what it, what she is like, right now. That, that, that's exactly what I see. It's like that's what you're describing. Like, all right, she hit on Finn. You hit on EC3. So yep. what? are we going with this and then like you say with the with the production assistant knocking on your door and you're two feet away but you t- but you didn't you didn't answer him so he comes in and you're yep. half naked what's yep. all that about yep yeah i just uh so i think i think where where we both are on the same page though is that the way i feel about it if this is the way they're going to use her cancel the show and find another way that, that's how I feel about it. And I think that's where you're at with it is that the show yes. just needs to get canceled, period, because yes. it's just a waste of her. So yes. we're, we're on the same page there. She's She is bigger than this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another kind of impromptu thing that I was just thinking about was um, Baron Corbin. All right. Yeah. So Baron Corbin right now, I think you're the last time we talked about him. Um, 
we talked about him as a heel, and I, I guess I'll just say where where I'm at with him. I, I'm not a big Baron Corbin fan, but I do think that Baron Corbin is really over as a heel, and I, I've I think I've come to the point where I'm actually starting to to respect what they've done with Baron Corbin a little bit more than, than I have before. Because before I was just like, man, they're just confused. They don't know what he's doing. He's still wearing the GM clothes. Like, I don't get it. Like, it just <laughs> pissed me off. But now I'm starting to think maybe that was the goal with him. Or I'm just giving them credit for just having done that. I don't know. But I feel like as a heel, they've, they've, it's, it's, it's working that they want me to dislike him. They got me to dislike him. And so now he's a great heel to put any true face um, to put in the ring with a true face with a guy that you want to have that classic like heel face matchup with. Um, so I guess the reason why I'm bringing him up is just to kind of say that, you know, in the past I've, I've, I've been really just annoyed with Baron Corbin and with what they've been doing with them. And I'm just like, Oh, he's boring. And it's just weird what they're doing with them. And he doesn't know whatever, blah, blah, blah. But now I think I'm at a point where I, that it kind of works for maybe what the WWE would need in terms of a heel that's over that the crowd genuinely dislikes. If you put him in, in the ring with a Finn Balor, if you put him in the ring with a Braun Strowman, you know, or with a Roman Reigns, because that might be the, the next one for, for that's Roman. What it looked like, yep. Yeah, that that's a that's a perfect heel for your baby face to go up against and then to just to give you that classic you know, good guy, bad guy kind of storyline. So, I mean, that, that's just kind of where, where I'm at. I kind of come around a little bit on, on Baron Corbin as a, as a character overall. I, so, I can see yeah. why, because you're, you're in love that in love with the character of being a peer heel. And that's what he is. He, he gets so much heel heat. The fans hate him. The fans boo him. He still comes out like he's running things, but he's not. Yep. <laughs> which yep. I hate that too like uh -huh. dude you're not GM <laughs> right. talking like you're GM right. <laughs> it's like everything that they're doing is, is like we genuinely are annoyed with his yeah. character and that's kind of perfect you know, and, and it took me a while to see that because I'm just like I'm just annoyed and I'm thinking this is horrible there's got to be another way to make him a good heel but then I kind of realized one day like you know what they got me like, I actually dislike this dude, and he's a heel, so it kind of just makes sense. Like, good job for you on that one, WWE, because it worked. I just, I do not like him. And he's the perfect, whenever he goes up against the face, I'm like, all right, please. Like, I'm rooting for that face. And, I'm like, they, they made it happen. They made, this is exactly probably what they want. So, so yeah. is he going to have a, a faction now? Like, what's going on? It, like, think, it, it seemed like he's having, like, him – uh, with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, like they're, I think this is two or maybe three weeks in a row where they're teaming yeah. up together. I think the only reason they're teaming up together is because they want them all to have a match together at WrestleMania. Otherwise, a lot of them won't show up at WrestleMania, and so they're just trying to find a way to have eight guys basically all on the card without having to come up with individual storylines for all of them, I think is, is probably what was going to go on. Now, here's the funny thing, though, that I just thought of. So with WrestleMania, because actually Seth can't be a part. All right, so, so let me take a step back. My thought on all of this is it seems like it's building towards a Shield and Braun matchup with Corbin's group plus Elias, uh, who just kind of joined up with them last week. 
Um, I guess that would be a fast lane match then and not WrestleMania. Yeah, that does not sound like WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> and, you know, they're not going to have Seth wrestle twice at WrestleMania, so no. that can't happen. No. Um, although, you know, Daniel Bryan did it, so who knows? Maybe they do want to do the workhorse thing with Seth out of but whatever. That okay, so so fast lane, it seems like that's what they're building towards. But but actually now it's kind of interesting because at WrestleMania, this is gonna be a problem for them too, because right now we don't have a clear like who's Braun gonna fight at WrestleMania, what's Baron gonna do, what's Drew gonna do. Um yeah. I, I, it's it's gosh, Ooh. that's who can Braun go against for WrestleMania to give him that 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 heat back? Because he he truly lost momentum now, man. He he is not the same like he's used. He was the hottest thing. Now yeah. it's 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 he is far from that. I don't think there's one guy you can put Braun Strowman against to to get that back again. It's gonna take some time. Mm. It's gonna take some time. You know, because that that high he was on, man, was was unreal. You know, it was it was it wasn't quite that like Daniel Bryan type of you know high with the yes movement, but yeah, but that arrow was pointing was pointing up to that though, man. Yes, it was it was getting there. It was getting there, and and a lot of it was when he was a heel going against Roman. So you know, you you could I guess try to recreate that with you know turning him heel, but then you know he's he's just so over the top with the crazy things that he does that people get back on his side again. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. There's not a, there's not an easy answer for that. I don't think, um, which sucks. Cause he, yeah, he had everybody, he had the fans, he had the whole universe, you know, with him. And now yeah. it's, it, it's not that way. It's not that way right now. But um, yeah, it, it, this whole thing is just kind of interesting. Like the, the, the pseudo faction that he kind of has Baron Corbin and then the, the, Braun situation like that's it's just a group of guys that they they're all talented but they're not there's not a real clear direction for any of them really I mean Elias was turned heel after he was starting to build up a, a, a big I mean he had a lot of people on his side and then they decided to turn him heel um you know Drew McIntyre seemed that to was, be that was backwards to me that I didn't get he was he was over as a face and then all of a sudden you want to Turn him heel, right? Yeah, it's 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 been it's been kind of goofy for a lot of those guys, kind of in that like close to heavyweight championship um, tier of guys with the you know Braun and um, Drew McIntyre, you know, and then you have Elias who just was was so over, you know, and Barry Corbin who like I just admitted I think he's one of the top heels you know right now and it's working. Yeah. But they don't have a clear direction for really any of them. So I, it's going to be – I, I want to see where what they do at Fastlane for sure because I, I, it feels like a Shield-Braun matchup against that Corbin faction. Um, so they, they, that's probably what happens. But then after that, it's, it is really unclear still as to where we go from there with, with all those guys. Um, but anyway. I'll, I'll leave that with that to be to be continued, I guess, in terms of how that develops. We'll have to follow that up on the on next week's show. Oh, um, so to finish up the the raw side, and don't worry, we will talk about the NXT call ups in the NXT section. So I don't want people to think that that's not happening. We're going to hold off on that. But the last thing we're going to talk about is the Batista uh, uh, return, basically, 
Um, started off with the Rick. Oh, Flair hold story. on. We we actually skipped a, another part when right right when Baron Corbin they was jumping Dean Ambrose and got the save by mm-hmm. Shield Brethren. Uh, I did like that little subtle how they didn't come to his aid. You know, you didn't hug yeah. it out. They just clear yeah. business, left the ring. You know, and that was cool. Kind of looked back at him, and Dean had like a little smirk. You know, thanks for saving me, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, we um, you know we've I mean we've kind of skipped the whole Drew uh, the uh, whole Dean Ambrose situation really. Oh yeah, in the past couple of weeks, but um, I enjoyed that too. I thought that it was it was a nice touch to have to not have them completely be the shield right away, uh, but at the same time to have them you know come to his aid like that little that that where they're at right now it feels very natural. Um, Dean has been kind of shifting or changing his tune on Seth Rollins a little bit for the last couple of weeks. And so it only makes sense for, for them to, to have it be this kind of build towards them potentially getting back together. So I did enjoy that too. I did like that too. Um, I guess what you just said is, I mean, maybe we should talk about it at least just a little bit is the Dean Ambrose situation and, and where we, we see all of this going for him because my thought on, Dean Ambrose's contract and him potentially leaving, I, I'm a little conflicted as to whether or not this is it, it's 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 still for certain that he's leaving, or it, are is he potentially resigning now? Like what what's the what well? It's, it's right now. It's still for certain that he's leaving because I know they took him uh, off of future dates off uh, post WrestleMania. Okay, and that's. And that's when his contract expires, the day after WrestleMania. So these last couple of weeks where he's been – because he's shown up on every Raw yeah. you know, oh, the yeah. last couple of weeks. And he's had you know matches pretty much every week. He's been fighting Drew McIntyre a couple of times. Uh, he was EC3's debut match. Um, so they've been using up, him up a lot, and I feel like he's been pretty good overall on TV. And the crowd has been, has been giving him a pretty decent reaction. So um, – I, I don't know. I, I it's it's. I guess I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, it wouldn't surprise me if they turn around like the night after WrestleMania and he's back, or they they start to to talk about the fact that maybe Dean is going to be leaving and this will be his last match. But then he surprises everybody and says, "I'm sticking around," almost in it a Peter Park kind of way, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw the biopic about about that. Uh, it's on the WWE Network, but he did when he did. You mention, about Dean uh, no, 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 I'm talking about uh, CM Punk when he mentioned oh, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. whole contract dispute, and yeah. he actually signed the contract. I believe the day before he won, was it the day of or the day before he won the belt? I think it was the day of that that night at Money in the Bank, Chicago. Money in the Bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. They could. They could go that route with Dean Ambrose. I I really don't know, man. And it could work for him for that type of story to make it feel real to include his uh, his contract contract. And uh, and I think Renee Young should speak on that too. Yeah. Uh, and then you know talk about like would she leave? You know, kind of allude to the fact that would, would she leave? Would she go? Would she stay? I don't know, yeah. man. I think that would be a good way to, uh, to you know to play both sides to like that toe that line between reality and, and fiction. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, and and I guess I'm I'm hoping that Dean stays, man, because he, he I, I just feel like he's he's a great talent. You know, he's he has great chemistry with Roman and with Seth. You know, and just his overall personality, I think, has really been coming out in a really nice way these last couple of weeks. You know, just him, like he hasn't been a face, he hasn't been a heel, he's just been Dean. And you know, for that, for seeing Dean just having, it seems like he he's having fun with just showing up every week and just doing random stuff. And they like, yeah. I don't know. There's just yeah. something about these last couple of weeks that, that have been real entertaining from him and probably the best, you know, Dean Ambrose we've seen in, in a while. Real so quick, what's going on yeah. with his theme music? One time he has the, the siren. Other times he doesn't. I'm confused. Have well, you noticed think, that? What I noticed was that after his matchup, um, they went straight into it. I believe, I don't think they had the sirens in the beginning. But mm-hmm. I think the sirens were still there. Um, so usually, like, when they do his true entrance, you'll hear the siren first. And I think that they haven't missed a beat there. But I believe one of his last matches when he won, that they just went straight into the, the theme song. So it was harder to hear the siren. Um, I, so I, I did notice that one time. But I don't. I, I think they're keeping to the, to the one with the siren. Okay, I was just trying to make sure. I'm like, man, I'm, I know I'm not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so then let, let's let's jump back into the the batista situation um so bottom line of it is you know rick flair's celebration didn't happen um they were gonna have the birthday celebration they cut to the back to rick flair's locker room and we see batista dragging rick flair out which and was awesome which was awesome that, that was logic <laughs> I did not see that coming. I, I, I truly did not see that coming. I thought, okay, Ric Flair is about to show up. They're going to yeah. have the celebration. Maybe Charlotte shows up, and then Becky shows up to ruin the celebration after that. That's what part of me was kind of thinking. Somehow, some way, Becky would be a part of this. But, you know, it turned out they went a totally different direction to had Batista, you know, show up and just – like the, do I have your attention now? You know the Triple H. Exactly. You know, that yep. line was <laughs> awesome. Was awesome. I'm like, okay, I am ready for this. Whatever it is, I'm ready for for this 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 run or this one more match or whatever it's going to be with Batista. Dude, Batista is money, bro. He looked yeah. intense. He looked <laughs> like he was just ready to get back in the ring, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm digging this Batista. He was like, hey, Hunter. Set <laughs> <laughs> it all calm, and then, yep. he just, then he just went like zero to ten in an instant, yep. just like that, man. That's what I love about Batista, bro. And I love that he was dragging a cameraman, so it wasn't like you know, why is a cameraman just right there? No, I'm gonna bring a cameraman so you can see what I'm about to do to this dude. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that was cool, man. So like, it wait right intense. here, yeah, it man, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm like, I know, I know some people are kind of on the fence, like, oh, I don't want to see Triple H and Batista go at it for WrestleMania, but I actually wouldn't mind because Batista is he. I I don't know if you watched him back. What was it around that oh eight oh nine? I call those the dismiss years. <laughs> <laughs> I was. You know, I was kind of in and out between the, but the times when I saw Batista, man, he, I, I noticed that he is very, very uh, attention to detail, and, and he's very, you know, very good storyteller, and I think he can work. I think he could do magic with or Triple H with that. Triple H is always an awesome storyteller, 
You know what yes. I'm saying? But with Batista and his acting level, I think is on another level now ever since Guardian yeah. of the Galaxy put him on the map. I think he can take this to another level, man. Yeah, I, I am I am so excited to see what Batista does on this run. His last run kind of ended on a little bit of a sour, sour note. note. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it would be nice to see him just just go for it again for another run or whatever this is going to turn into. Because um, him and Triple H, that WrestleMania where he beat Triple H for the title, I was I was scared for Triple H because Batista <laughs> was just a monster. I mean, he yeah. was the animal for real. Yeah, like just yes. just I, I there was no part of me that believed Triple H was going to find a way to win. I'm like, <laughs> Batista is about to kill this man. He, I think he had him on his knees at one point. It was kind of walking around him like an animal and just like yeah. kicked him in the head. And Triple H yeah. coming back up. And he's like, nope, you are not winning this match. And it, just, it was just perfect. I'm like, yes, this is how this should go. Because, you know, the, the story, the history between the two of them a little bit, you know, with evolution and how. Yeah. And uh, how, how I love how Triple H is trying to get him to go to SmackDown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go for the belt. Go be Jamie yeah. over there. so just just it's just perfect it's just perfect so see what however they go with the storyline because we don't know you know what what caused this or why batista was doing this to rick flair um but yeah that i don't get man because from what i seen on the smackdown reunion evolution reunion i thought everything was good between everything was fine yeah yeah, except for him with triple h when he said you you never beat me and then you know it got serious real quick (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. That's all I could think of, but him and Flair, I don't know, man. Maybe something he'll explain later. I think he's using he's Flair to get under Triple H's skin. Well, yeah. yeah. I think that's true. But, that, but we'll see. We'll see where they're going with that. Um, yeah, man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for that. I can't wait. I can't wait. Batista, Triple H, yes, please. And I hope Batista, and at least at WrestleMania, Batista has to win that match. Yeah, you know if they're yep. if yeah. they're if they're gonna do this, Batista can't lose to Triple H now. Like, so just so, so that- how how long do we have Batista for then? Because I, rem- I I remember like uh, a few months ago when he he was it was rumors that he was thinking about coming back. It, like if he's gonna come back, he's gonna come back like full time. Like he's not gonna half ass it at all. So that's, that's what I- made gets me thinking. Like all right, I know he's back for WrestleMania, but how long, man? Yes, I'm. I'm hoping that this is a, a full run and not just you know him having a match at WrestleMania. Because some people I talked to were thinking, okay, one more match, like he's going to wrestle uh, Triple H as his last match. And I, I don't. I don't see it being that way. I think that at least I'm hoping as a fan that he gets another run. And it doesn't even have to be for the for the Universal Championship or for the WWE Championship. It could literally just be Batista being a beast. Now I do, or being the animal, I should say. Now I do think that during this run that he probably will end up going for one of those championships um i guess what i'm saying is in any capacity i hope that he's back for just more than just one more match that's my uh, yeah. that's my hope as a fan of him oh man i'm gonna have to see a batista interest with no pyro bro i just thought about oh it. man that's yeah, gonna well, suck <laughs> but he did have the one entrance where he just said spotlight i don't know if you remember that so oh, there was I the, remember that. Right, right, right. right. There's the pyro <laughs> one, which everybody loves, and I love that one. But Loki, I kind of like the spotlight one more because he, he's just so like, just stop everything and get that spotlight on me, and just everything else in the arena is black, and you got this just yeah. spotlight 
right on him as he walks through and he's posing and it's like that is perfect because you get the character the personality of batista just being like it's about me now it's not about anybody yeah. else it's yeah. not about none of you it's about me I'm like, that, that interest he does that's more of a face interest man right right pyro everybody yeah. loves, you know uh, i that, love it though it, i love it but it can't they stop they stop doing it they don't want to burn the house down so i that's <laughs> right <laughs> Oh man, but he's he's got some. Maybe he comes up with something new. I don't know, but oh, we gotta right. hear. We gotta. We'll get that interest music, and he's gonna maybe some just CGI that. explosion. I know they're big on CGI. that. Please <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> go away forever. I'm done. They've been some goofy CGI. Dude, moments. I would. I, I honestly would not be surprised if we was to see something of that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, enough, enough. Just, just let him just walk down. Look, if Brock Lesnar doesn't get doesn't get pyro or CGI, then Batista will be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 fine. It used to be weird to me when Brock Lesnar would be at the stage and he would do his little roar and he wouldn't get the pyro, and I'm like, man, something is missing. Yeah. But you know, but I got that, I got. But that's that one roar he has. Batista has like a whole interest dedicated to oh, to make the pyro. Five. Right. Like Everybody the last ten seconds, he got he needs that pyro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Disney World or something. It's like the end of the night, like that special pyro exactly. show. They put all that in the grand finale. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it is. And it was it was amazing, but now nah, guess you go on the WWE Network, go ahead and watch the old ones. That's the that's the only place we're gonna get it. Unless, unless like now WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania is usually outdoor, we might actually get that that pyro there. Well, yeah, you know, like, yeah. So that'll and be usually fine. to make an exception for that. For that, yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be the one spot. Oh man! All right.